Hello, and thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with myself, Matt Wills, and Rick Wharton. The documentary that we've just watched and are just about to dissect is The Barclay Marathons, The Race That Eats Its Young. It's from the year 2015. The provider was Apple and Amazon for 99 pence, and that's a deal. The director was Anika Littis and Timothy Kane. The accolades, it was the Austin Film Festival's 2014 Audience Award winner, the official selection at Hot Docs 2015, and as we all know, Hot Docs is North America's largest documentary festival, and it landed in the top 15 of audience favourites of that one. It was the winner of three awards at the Sheffield Adventure Film Festival in 2015, winner of the People's Choice Award there, Best Running Film and Best Film. And it was also the official selection at Real Wild, which, as any decent runner will know, is the Kiwi Trail Running Festival 2015 in New Zealand. Now the oh now this now this uh, choice makes sense, doesn't it? Some, someone's got a little bit of Matt Will's skin in the game on this one. There's some skin in the game. Big New Zealand fan. The blurb on this one: the documentary is inspired by the Believer magazine article "The Immortal Horizon" by Leslie Jameson, published in 2011. And the Barclay Marathons is an annual off-trail race with a global cult following. It has around 40 runners each year and they each get a shot to compete to complete sorry the more than 100 mile race on an unmarked off-trail course within 60 hours. In its first 25 years only 10 people have finished the Barclay Marathons and it's based on a historic prison escape. This cult-like race tempts people from around the world to test their limits of physical and mental endurance in this documentary that contemplates the value of pain. Wow, that's a blurb. So, as always, Rick Wharton, lead us up. Well, hello, first of all, Rick. You all right? All right. right. I'm beginning to question the validity of some of these awards. <laughs> I got Because you just tune out while you listen to them. You may have said the Barclay Marathon placed first in the Barclay Marathon Film Festival Award in 2012. It is a bit like that, yeah. I... I reckon if we started a pod, a documentary of the month, that would be listed amongst these fucking accolades that we read. Yeah, absolutely. Them. Yeah, that's how it works. Say hello, Rick. Let's start there. <laughs> anyway, very nice, very nice to be doing this again. This is, uh, uh, as we may check, uh, uh, Matt Will's choice for documentary. Uh, um, not, not just a Matt choice. Matt Will's choice. This is a Matt Will's gushing choice. A gushing choice. A big fan of this documentary. Massive. This for me is up there with the minimalism documentary. Is in terms of life changing. I gotta be honest, for me it's up there with the minimalism documentary, <laughs> but that is not the lofty heights of top four by any stretch of the fucking imagination. I feel some low scores coming from my old funny hey, man listen, friend. Listen, I like cause so we'll tell you about the marathon. So uh, we first meet uh, a guy called Lazarus Lake. That's not his real that's name. Right, that yeah. Is his, yeah, that's not his real name, but everyone gets a different name in this documentary, which I love. But the the name suits him. 
I, do you know what? I actually quite liked him. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah, as, yeah. As a person. He's a runner who smokes yeah. constantly. What's not to like? Yeah, it's just the people throughout this documentary. I, I got the same feeling as the minimalist guys. I see them with those backpacks that strap on a certain way that they looked up online to see which has the least torque. They've all got their own water bottles that says how much fucking water they need to have drank by midday. Yep. I love those guys. Um, they were brilliant. Oh, that is without a doubt. You get get me a hobby that anyone can do that I can accessorize yeah, with. Absolutely, and make me feel part of a team. Absolutely, man. It's not the money; it's the stuff. I've got mates that are all part of like walking groups and things like that. Like, so, so I'm hitting 33 now, and the the evolution of my friends' hobbies is fascinating. And I've got a whole stream, a whole subsection going down the Matt Wills route of white guy non-competitive sports. Yeah, that's the way it goes. And there's a few of them one year away from getting a telescope, and then that's it. They're just kind of live in the woods. I, I don't think I'm far from the telescope. I think that's coming my way. My dad's got a telescope, and I reckon when he dies, that's what. Because I'm not going to buy one, right? But when he <laughs> dies, I'll be like, "Well, I better have it. It's me dad's." Um, yeah. Oh, uh, you you should see me father's telescope. It is like, do you remember RoboCop one, Ed two o nine? Yes. <laughs> it's like a cylinder version <laughs> of Ed two o nine, and you and you type in the uh, the coordinates of Jupiter. It's like, and it'll find it under really. On the thing. Oh, he's mad for it. He loves it. You, you should see what that. he's pieced together. Oh, like He pieced this together like Johnny Cash one piece at a time from eBay until it's all it's all set up, yeah. Wow, man. I mean, I'll, I'll probably get an email with the whole letter written in the subject section saying how I don't know. He's not supposed to have a telescope that strong and the, in, the, the in, investigating body will come and get him. He's that paranoid that I've mentioned he's got <laughs> one. But yeah, it's, it's, well, once we're finished with Johnny Depp, they can have another bite of the cherry if they if there's any of yeah, the cherry I, left. Have we mentioned that on the podcast no, yet? No, but it, now seems oh. like a good a time as any. Yeah, after the after what episode would that be? I think it was soaked in bleach. We mentioned the Johnny Depp trial. I think, yeah, I think it was that because uh, it was the he yeah because we were talking about recordings and you shouldn't record. And Johnny Depp yeah, did it. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. That that's absolutely right. So. So I, I I get a, a phone call from my dad to say he really enjoyed the Bathing and Domestus episode, um, <laughs> and that we should be worried. <laughs> you never know if he's doing it on purpose. You never know if he's doing that shit on purpose as well, and that's always the frustrating thing. Is he just trying to get uh, a rise out of you? Is that is I, that why he does it? I, I think so, but at times it's real. <laughs> Sometimes he's just <laughs> oh, got it's that working. lack of it. Yeah, lack of interest in something, and when it gets a laugh, it clicks for him, I think. But uh, yes, yeah, so he's he sitting up there and... now listening to this episode, air punching, going, Yeah, I got him. Yes, excellent. I I don't know. He's going to ring up and say, Enjoyed the fakely race, wacky race, or something, is what you'll say. But yeah, so I, I had a 30 minute dressing down about how Johnny Depp's going to sue us because going for the courts right now. He may well do. As I said, he may well do. And if he. This is why it annoys me when I ring you with funny stuff and you go, that could happen. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. It won't fucking happen. Don't agree Bring, with my Johnny dad. Depp is not coming. That's not what friends are supposed to do. We, we can only get one family member each to fucking listen to this. Johnny Depp's not checking it out anytime soon. <laughs> We're making this whole podcast just for your dad. That's the only reason. 
All right. So anyway, it comes to uh, the Barclays race, and so you have Lazarus Lick. He's the main guy. He's one of the people who invented it is what, what's uh, the, the Barclay marathon. Uh, raw dog something. Raw dog. That was it. No, raw dog. Just raw dog. Yeah. Raw dog. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that uh, he, he got named that before the the new ter- like terminology for raw dog came about. But I think his real name's Gary. Yeah, I didn't think it was his fucking real name. Oh, okay. All right, oh. like. Well, what, what I'm on about. <laughs> we christened this is, child is, a raw dog. Yeah, but uh, like modern vernacular, I believe raw means to not use a condom. Oh, really? So when you see this 45-year-old horseshoe balding guy for Tash called raw dog, you're just like, I don't think it means the same right, thing oh, from okay. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, words change. So anyway, take us through Lazarus Lake there, Matt. He, he looks like a hillbilly redneck, and he, he's anything but, right? And he, he's clearly, he would tick my friend list because he's very eccentric so for instance of he lives in tennessee and he's pieced together a map of tennessee it's the size of a very very long room in his house which oh it's like stapled which together he's unraveled and, and it's yeah stapled and sellotaped together and he went what i've done is i've gone through my running career over the last 30 years and i've marked down every road i've ever run on so straight away you're like this guy's got ocd He's fit and he's a smoker. What's not to like about this human being? And he creates a race that in the as it as I said in the beginning, in the twenty-five years that it's been ran, only ten people have finished it. And basically we watched the year what was the year? Was it it was twenty twelve, wasn't it? So we watched the twenty twelve year and basically it's really difficult to get into. Right, so he doesn't advertise yeah. it online. Uh, there's no, you've got to hear about it through a friend of a. It's like when I was about eighteen, I, I missed the whole rave generation, and I met a geezer in Greece who was getting on the same boat as me to go to a Greek island, and he went, "God, get back to England, man! There's a rave generation happening. There's raves everywhere. They're great." And I went, "What's that?" And he went. Well, you hear from a mate of a mate of a mate and you turn up in a field, you pop a load of pills and you dance all night long. And at the time, I thought that sounded stupid and dumb. Turns out it's one of the best things ever in the world right, to do. And this was before mobile phones, before the Internet. So you really were. In, you'd get 30,000 people turn up in a field. This race is a bit like that, but for runners rather than people who like taking pills and dancing. Yeah, it's a stretch on the euphoria for these oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so they, so they then go into how hard it is to join. And these are the little quirks I actually quite liked about it. So you have to apply mm-hmm. and you spend $1.60 yep. uh, for your application, which you don't get back. He makes a point of that. Just to point out, it's non-refundable. Yeah. And there's only 40 or 50 places. 40. Is that no, right? No, just 40. 40. Yeah. So you've got 40, 40 places, you kind of apply, and um, he says the charge used to be a license plate from your city That's right. and a white shirt. And he says, then I had too many white shirts, so yep. then it was socks. Yep. And so then he had enough socks, they now have to buy him a flannel shirt to enter the race. I think It's whatever he's running out of. It's a brilliant, it's, yeah. it's Patreon before Patreon came along. <laughs> to be honest, like I get that many flannel shirts and a bin bag off me, mate. Like, I could, I could edit this a few times. But you've got, to, you've got to like the guy just for the. So he's not doing it for the money; he's doing it for the fun 
of watching people suffer. That, that's what he says. Uh, so if you get in and he's got his little sense of humor about it, he uh, he sends you a condolence letter right. to say that yeah, you've yeah. been selected. Calls that for the Barkley Marathon. The, the, what I loved about just you you get to see his personality. He says to the director, she points to the fuel gauge and she says, "Is that working?" Because the fuel gauge of his truck and it's on E, and we, we you you sort of pan down and the F and the E for the fuel gauge are reversed. And he went, no, no, no. E is excellent. And she went, oh, wh- wh- what's F? And he went, fucked. <laughs> and straight away, I was like, oh, I like this guy. What a what a, what a a great bloke. And he runs this race. Well, he organizes the race. He's not a runner anymore. Uh, once a year, uh, just so you know, you've missed it for this year if you if you want to apply. And you couldn't have done it anyway. It got cancelled because of COVID. But yeah, you can. This- oh, yeah. The social distancing looked a big issue for that one there, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> When they all start off. Fucking kidding me. So, um, and that was it. There's not much else to say about the documentary. I mean, that's it. It's a race. I mean, it's an insane race. That is... That is a trope of a Matt Will's choice. The, the, we do hear it, that for quite a bit. Very, that, <laughs> not, not a whole heap of talking points, but, but let, let, let's, well, that's what let's I try love. and stretch us out above 13 but, minutes. No, that's what I love about it. It's a very simple documentary. It's about a race. We watch some people run, and then that's it. <laughs> Did you not find it inspiring? Wrong word. Wrong word entirely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, give me the is adjective the right word. Give me the adjective. That's a describing word, right? Yeah, that, that's a describing word. So with with this, I tell you, it's it's a shame because I know you're not into any horror movie. You don't watch horror movies at all. But this, no, it's not that I don't. It's I can't. I've, I'm a, okay. I, expand on. Oh, that. it goes into my brain. So as as a kid, I was about five years old. Um, I sat with my dad because he was a responsible parent, and we watched Barbarella. Have you seen that? Right, that's the the Jane Fonda no. film. Very sci-fi, but there's a bit in it where these porcelain dolls, uh, they've got these really sharp teeth. I don't know why I'm demonstrating what teeth look like with my fingers. <laughs> um, and they, they come after her and they start eating her alive. That's it. I can't. any horror, Anything with that's really scary, I'm out. Because that, that's still with me. There's an episode of Seinfeld where George has got a porcelain doll and it looks like one of those dolls from Barbarella terrifying i had to turn it off no idea what happened in the end so yeah and that's it me and horror film my missus on the other hand loves horror films well modern modern day horrors they do a lot of found footage like so the 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 weird shot is like the people very much like the blair witch was the first thing to start off doing like that where it's, it's just their footage in the woods and the good horror films now so people watch a lot you can't have constant scares in the slasher movie because everyone's kind of used to that you need surprise well, okay. like in a lot yeah, of things yeah. so what they'll do is they'll have a dull story and as it goes and devolves you'll have little elements because they lull you into a false sense of security nothing bad's really happening right. until you get that big scare uh, that's what a lot of this documentary because <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing happening in the documentary apart from and he could definitely be like Lazarus Lazarus Lear could definitely be the weird old guy who tells you don't go up that creek oh there. god and yeah but uh, he's a 30 goodie. years ago he's definitely a goodie he's not a baddie yeah he's, he's a goodie and and uh, so it was interesting to see the people who joined us so do you have other stats on what the race actually was yeah okay so yes I do. Ask that me. Ask ask that again, Rick. 
So, so if we we really to to get across this documentary of having any merit whatsoever, it's really all about how difficult the course yeah, is. So the, the course is incredibly difficult. So it's one loop, which is either twenty or twenty six miles long, depending on who's doing the telling. If you can complete three loops, it's considered a, a fun run. But to finish the race, it's five loops, and that's for a total of a hundred or a hundred and thirty miles. One loop is clockwise, and that's during the day. The next is anti-clockwise at night, or if they start at night, it's reversed. Uh, the fifth loop is the runner's choice. So if the first runner who, who has done four loops and decides to do a fifth loop, stick with me here, decides to go anti-clockwise, the next runner who decides to do a fifth loop will have to go clockwise. Uh, you have 60 hours to complete it. Most runners don't make five loops. Each loop has 12,000 feet of climbing and descent. It's the equivalent of climbing and descending Mount Everest twice. There are no markings. You're not allowed to use GPS. And to ensure you don't cheat, there are 11 markers with a paperback book at each one. And then you just tear out the page which equates to your number. And for every loop, you get given a very random and different number. So you you cannot cheat at all. And it is brutal. The race is started when he basically, he blows a conch and then you have an hour until race time. And that could be any time. And a conch is, is a it's shell. a big shell. Am I, am I, yeah, right? I, I didn't know what a conch right. was till he said that, which makes Lord of the Flies a bit more understandable for me now. And as he says, as with any race that's got any merit it's started by the organizer smoking a cigarette and that's why you gotta like the guy right and as soon as he starts lighting the cigarette everyone off they go and they do a big loop of this so, park in it's a national park in america in tennessee so we we meet a couple of the participants uh the first one we meet is a scientist lad i think that was brett with the glasses yeah. he finished it the year before yep and he's, he's he wants a, um, he wants the twofer, doesn't he? He wants the double. Yeah, yeah. And you get to know him more more through it. And uh, there was a guy from Hull. There was an there English was a guy. geezer from Hull. Yeah, yeah Hull Harriers. He's got on his uh, on his. Um... Yeah, Harriers was a word that triggered us. Oh, lad, it was into running. There was a Harriers yeah, group yeah. where I grew up. We got Harriers group here. I'm sure there'll be. I'm sure there'll be a har- harrowing documentary about them and some. Yeah, it's coming out. <laughs> Yeah, I only want to work with athletic children. <laughs> That's going to be a documentary that makes you cry. Right. Um, and it's a very low budget production. As you said, it is. I haven't seen the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it's incredibly low budget. They rock up with a camera. They film this for three days and that's it. There's no There's no goodie. There's no baddie. There's just, as I said, there's just people running. And it's just, it's, it's so inspiring. It's the back of a fag packet. I'll tell you what this inspired me to do. It inspired me to run because I want to enter this race because every year out of the, basically they don't let any idiot enter, right? You have to meet a certain criteria because they don't want people dying. And as he said, no one's died yet, but they also chuck in a rookie who they said, this guy's not even, or woman is. They, they, they say the human sacrifice is yes, what he's referred to. Yeah, so yeah, out yeah, of yeah. all the applicants, he'll pick one guy who has no business being yeah, there. Yeah, or girl. And basically, I want to be that person. 
I want to be the human sacrifice because I want to I want to attempt to run this. So I've got no I've got no desire to go to America apart from to run this race. We are so different people. We're so different. <laughs> I can't tell you how little I, I'd want to be around. I, that. I would just like to tell you. So, what's th- and if you're sat at home now looking at your your dirty high tech <laughs> trainers, which haven't moved and in you a watch, year, your watch is beeping to make you feel bad. You've watched TV for ten minutes. Then maybe this documentary might be for you. Oh God, yeah, this is. Um, but I, I watched this. I, I think I'd only just given up drinking, so I was kind of. I was just sort of waking up into this sober, boring person that you know. So before that, I was a same as I guess everybody else. Yeah, I think you're being too grandiose. There, I, I, I don't consider this like I, you don't need to be sat there with four cans in your shirt <laughs> off to go. God, Matt's a fucking blast. <laughs> like you just you just got to mature with your age. Do you know what I mean? Well, that, it's not I've... like well, it's annoying that I'm 52 and not going to illegal raves. No, it's not. It's fine that you're not doing that. <laughs> but I still do that occasionally. We can't compete with the cool kids. We don't have to like this documentary. We don't have the fucking cardio for it. <laughs> Look, I'm nearly 50, right? Okay, I might get a shot of the human sacrifice. And I only picked this nah, one. I, w- I want to enter you in the um, the Foxcatcher over, <laughs> over 70s Masters tournament. <laughs> Go in there and take a dive for DuPont. The, the only reason that I, I selected this documentary was just because I thought it would drive you mad watching it. I thought you'd sit there throughout the whole thing going... These people are idiots. That guy's an idiot. That guy's an idiot. That guy's an idiot. Uh, do you know what? It's it, no, I, I, it's not because if they were idiots, Matt, they would be entertaining to watch. So what these are? <laughs> You're so mean. No, no, like, like, because, like you said, like Brett, the guy we get probably get to know the best scientist dude who's obsessive over goal orientation tasks. He even knows like the running history of the new guy who's turning up, yeah. Brett, uh, Brett, and who's you on, Jared. Yeah. Uh, he even knows the history of what this guy's run. I didn't write down any of their names, which is well, very unlikely. It's, it's difficult to differentiate them, really, isn't yeah. it? Because one thing you will know is this is very much a, a zero people of color sport. Yes, <laughs> which. That includes the spectators. It, in fact, they're not spectators. They are partners of the people participating yeah, and, ch- and the children. Yeah, yeah, uh, and previous people who have run the race. They're not. They they don't come along to see who's winning. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But it it seems like again, it's you've got that. It's it's goal oriented people who just want to say they completed this task, like you. Like, see, the problem is, I've got no problem with you going and, and ripping yourself to bits climbing these mountains, Matt. But the problem is, I've got to fucking hear about it when you get back. It's not entertaining. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you what else happened, Rick? Oh, it was brilliant. Let to... me bore you for another 40 minutes. Oh, around hour 46, I was really tired and my feet hurt. No shit. <laughs> no fucking shit. Tell you, my brother, like, one of, the, one of my brother's funniest friends, this lad from Berkeley. And if he went out on a night out, he would have a 30-minute story about the McDonald's. He was just very interesting, talked super fast, right? right? Really quick, like scrappy-doo sound. Where, where's uh, Berkeley? Like from Berkeley. Uh, so that's in between Chester Street and Newcastle. Right, okay. Did you say Burnley? And, uh, so, Bert Lee. Oh, Bert Lee. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, no one's no, going to... <laughs> oh, curious. I got this. It's the least, least fucking important part of the story, <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> Start to learn where an interesting plot twist might be. So anyway, this is this has been blown out of proportion now. Um, so, the, so the lad went uh, with a few friends and travelled across the world. So we, so we went six months like 
intercity railing Fuck and him. backpacking and all that stuff. So like, I couldn't wait to hear this lad's stories when he got back. I seen one of the group that got back before I saw him. And this lad, his hair now looked like Mario Camarese, the Italian football player. He had the long hair, the chopsticks in the hair. You'd completely right, yep. got into the culture. Yeah, yep. Our mate came back he, exactly the same. He, exactly. Didn't even have, like, he's same short back and size, no beard, nothing. And uh, I said, so how was it uh, traveling across the world? He went, tell you what, like, there's a lot of work. And <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was his only story from traveling from Russia to Indonesia. <laughs> A lot of walking, like yeah, he could talk about a McDonald's on a night out for forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, he would have a he'd have a uh, he'd have like a twenty minute club set ready about what his mate had done the night Perfect. before. He was just a naturally hilarious person. But how was traveling across the world? A lot of walking. <laughs> I remember my uh, my mate was telling me about he spoke to someone about seeing the pyramids, and the bloke said, "Yeah, we travelled for twenty four hours to see the pyramids of Giza. We got there." looked at them and then got back on the coach and went back to the hotel, which again took another 24 hours. And he went, all I thought was, that's big. And that was it. Then we turned around and came back home. Uh, Mate last year went to Canada uh, to go and see a spirit animal, the orcas. I don't think you should be allowed to choose your own spirit animals. Well, no, Um, animal clearly chooses you. That's how it works, isn't it? (laughs) But yeah, so he went to Canada to try and see the Orcas and he got all the way out there, got the visas and then they went, oh, it's out of season. <laughs> <laughs> One Google search. That's all it would have taken. Yeah. You know, his missus is there giving him shit. But... Right. So the documentary, so, as I said, there's not much to uh, there's there's not much to say about it. But it... Which is why there is going to be a power shift in who chooses these documentaries, <laughs> Matt. There will be a coup. What I liked about I'll it, use your fucking pop shield, but I want I want people to be interviewed that actually have teeth and have been around <laughs> something. But it reminded me of the Dunwich Dynamo. So that's a basically it's a bike race that got started by some couriers doing it, and it happens in England. It happens every single year. It's 125 miles overnight. No sponsorship. No nonsense. Four thousand people now just turn up and <laughs> again. Off they go. I bet that's their choice. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't even get money for it. Yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a very good reason. Fucking Snickers does not want to sponsor this dumb shit that you've got yourself in the world of. And it's great, man. And it just reminded me of that. Yeah, in hindsight, I I didn't think whether it would be a great thing to talk about. I just wanted to watch the documentary again. And I can write off the 99p as a tax thing. Yeah, so like I said, I got no problem with it. It's it's out of the cover. It's different and it's fine. But again, that so they're all off. They go off on the loop, and then you, one by one they start to tap out. The human sacrifice lasted. It's two eight hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, no, two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, and this is, and I'm not here. I'm not disliking these people as they're doing it. Because I'm just thinking, at what point would I tap out? Uh, and they've got. I think you've got. You, I know when exactly when you tap out. You would tap out in Grosvenor Square which is where the American embassy is, which is where you'd have to go to to get your visa. That's exactly where you would tap out. You would, I'm out. I'm not going into London. You can piss the off. Minute, the minute I see them walking across a river and getting their socks wet, I was like, fuck that. Yeah. That would yeah. <laughs> be my moment. Running through the bramble bushes looked hard. I was I was doing workouts of our last at the start of lockdown, and I was fine doing the exercises. But then we found the DVD that goes with it, and now we've got this like seven stone woman trying to make it an insanity workout and linking like the the breaks in between. I I can't do it. I cannot fucking. 
I can't take positivity while I'm trying to work out. Working out is a punishment to get through, then you get the reward. But I can't do the other way. Oh, right. Okay. I, I can't be there. Okay, now I want everyone to put their hands in the air and say, I love this. And you, I just want to fucking smash the laptop. I can't do it. Oh, I'm the other way. I have to. I know. I, convin- I have to convince myself I love it because exercising yeah. is so difficult just because I didn't do it for my entire life. And then the last few years, I'm like, it, I, I'm like a person who's found Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen from the, yeah. the super clean tracksuits that have been looked up now. Well, tracksuit tops, hang raw- on, tracksuit tops. I would not wear a full tracksuit, as we've already agreed. Anyone who wears a full fucking tracksuit is a nut job. <laughs> but this quote from Rowan that regulates my temperature <laughs> while, while I go cycling across the coast is really efficient. <laughs> Don't knock the Rowan. Um, now the idea for the race came from the uh, came from the James Earl Ray escape because the prison is nearby, and basically James that's the same James Earl Ray from the Imposter documentary that we talked about the other day, and he's also better known for assassinating Martin Luther King, not not these two yes, documentaries. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no one's seen a picture of James <laughs> Earl Ray and going, "That's the guy from the Barkley Marathon <laughs> documentary." Well, he escaped from the prison. It's in the Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, it's called. And it was in 1977. And it's an inescapable prison, so he escapes. And he was on the run for 55 hours, and he only made eight miles. And that's why Lazarus joked he could do 100 miles in that time. Hence, that's how the race was invented. Um, he couldn't do it, though. He did say um, he, he couldn't do the couldn't do the race. Well, that's that's the thing that I think he really wanted to include in the doc because there is some people who think that this race is an homage to uh, the the assassin, the person who assassinated MLK, Doctor Martin Luther King. I know it's a so, it's a piss take. They're taking the piss yeah, yeah. out of James Earl Ray because he was such a bad but, man. Yeah, yeah. But but when you again when you see that the zero people of color, I'm just glad that you know it, the human sacrifice was white because. It could be seen as a weird cult <laughs> thing that they do. It, it is stupid white men, isn't it? That's the and the odd female. It's it's anyone who's in these walking clubs. Like they'll walk for miles on a Sunday, but you know they haven't escaped their lives yet, have they? <laughs> their problems, their problems are just there when they get back. It's still there, waiting for them at home. Is their misery? We've done nothing's happened that we should break up for, but I'm desperately unhappy. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to parts of that. Um, <laughs> I don't love her, but we've got a tenancy agreement. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we did sign on for another six months. <laughs> 24 hours into the run, 63% of the runners have quit. And when you quit the race, a person... They do a really cool thing. Yeah, I like this. They, um, well, go on, t- t- talk us through Finally, we found something in the documentary you liked. Brilliant. Hey, listen, I got no problem with what we're watching. We do, to be honest, I think it's just been a few days breaking the sun, and then yeah. we're watching these people in a misty mountain in Tennessee. But um, and how gorgeous does Tennessee look? Not very from from that documentary to me. Oh, really? Do you not like the? Uh, yeah. It looked like um, it looked like the Black Forest in Germany. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've got, I mean, nowhere near. I'm not going to try and claim Chester Street has similar woods to, to the mountains of Tennessee. But where I live, we've got the fells and then we've got the woods. Now, I've got scars on my hand from each time I went down the fucking woods. 
and stuff like that. So I was having um, flashbacks from underage drinking and dropping cans and falling <laughs> over, sliding on bin bags. Uh, can you see that on there? I can. I can see your scars. Yep. Every time, every time I won't put it down there. But um, you've been in that woods. So what Rick? they do is sorry, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so every time they um, someone taps out, they they play the trumpet. Dur, 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 dur. It's taps, dur, dur, isn't it? The song is taps. It's, is that what it's called? It's, I it's, thought it was a play on tapping out as in submission. No, UFC, yeah, it's taps. It's quitting. a um, it's an American military thing. I, yeah, yeah, I know it's American military, yeah, but it's really funny because that's that's pretty much what they do when someone dies on the Hunger Games. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, well done. Because this is very much Hunger Games-esque. Yeah. Because if the Hunger yeah. Games was actually a thing... I'd volunteer because <laughs> that's the well, that's the ultimate test, isn't it? Well, I, I would know my street was getting no extra fucking <laughs> rations. And have we got? Have we got anyone over four foot six that can fucking do this for us? I'd like to eat this year. <laughs> Is that- yeah, I know he's got a great attitude, but can we get a steroided up six four guy that's going to go and kill the other neighbourhoods so we win? Rather than this guy who just just wants to compete and see how he does. <laughs> <laughs> but you put it all on the line, man. Yeah, yeah. That, and that was how I felt about this race. It just it it just seemed brilliant. So they all start dropping out, dropping out, and you and it's all about the preparation. And this is like I say, the guys who are good at it aren't dumb meatheads. These are, are proper, these are like scientists. Yeah, they're proper runners. They're they're proper trail like, runners. They're they're ultra runners. Well, you watched as the guy Brett. All right, and he comes into camp. So each time you do a loop and then get sent back in the opposite direction, which has to be some kind of psychological head fucking itself. Yeah. You just done a 12-hour walk, and then you come back and you just go back the way you just came to come it's back around. Time. It is it is all psychologically... and It's designed to break uh, you. And, and the instructions are from, like, Lake Lazarus's own instructions, so you have to decode them going... That's right. You'll see a tree yeah. with three trunks. Yeah. And and it's, like, pitch black in the middle of the Tennessee mountains. You're walking through, like, these, like, foot-high thorns, like their legs are ripped to shreds. But you watch the guys who make it, the guys who make it through. So, like, uh, it comes down to three people uh, that are on. So you got the guy who Brett was concerned about, mm-hmm. who is Jared, and then you got a guy called John... Who who just started doing it because you'd had a few deaths in the family and a relationship ended. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> we got um, a minimalist case here on our hands. That's what we've got. It's just guys. It's like the Joe Rogan line that like about vegans. Like there's some people that are vegan because Scientology didn't find them first. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like I think this is just like it's it's the endorphin, it's the goal completion. It's you can start at any level, and the more you work at it, you get better. Yeah. I understand all these little aspects that make people want to do this and just throw themselves into it. And um, so the three that are left, and the first one who comes back to camp is Brett and Jared. They go into camp. Now, Brett is tret like a fucking Formula One car. He sits down. He's got his shoes off. He's got people fixing his feet yeah. up with him. They're f- it, two people are feeding them either side <laughs> of it so he can get back out. It's like an oil change. I was gonna, I was expecting to see the whatever knocks the uh, the Ming and Lee Evans brother from Chicken People come round and start to fucking fiddle with his trainers before before he has to go back on out there. And his feet. Did you see the state of his feet? They yeah, they were minging. They were minging. They were so they'd been soaked in water for effective. What was it? About forty five hours at that stage. They were white. They were prune shaped, and he had a blister. And he went, "Well, do, 
do I burst it or not? And they're like, yeah, just burst it, man. Oh, that was John. That was John going into the last one. So, um, but if you look at that footage, Matt, from from uh, an entertainment aspect, from watching something, uh, and then pair that against, you know, when the orca lands on the sea trainer in Costa, that footage compared to like, you know, uh, it's got a blister. <laughs> 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 yeah, I might have picked a bit of a uh, a bit of a lemon. I don't mind your choices because otherwise, I mean, the problem is this is just going to be me slowly gaslighting Matt into suicide <laughs> in these documentaries because I know these affect you. So we need a couple of chipper ones. I do need something so they go in. Yeah, because your de- your choices are so depressing. You look at them from the wrong angle. But which And I do enjoy them. I do genuinely enjoy them. But this one, it lifted me up. Because even the quotes in this one, right? There's nothing in the military that was this hard. And I was in special operations. I'd like to double check his history, if I'm honest. These These look like a lot of guys might have, you know, be those guys who what? said they were in, you know. No. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I I'm not denigrating if he is, but. Well, and, and the first person to finish it was from England. England. <laughs> Just fist bumped and punched myself in the face with a pop filter there. I knew you would have some weird connection to thinking that was cool for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because until he finished it, nobody believed it could be finished. That's. Mm. That that to me is that is everything in life. You don't think it's achievable until it's done, and you're like, oh, it's the four minute mile. The minute if someone only... did it, someone could do it, and that that's how people uh, achieve the next great big thing. For instance, going into space, building the space station, you know, getting off chocolate like I did <laughs> <laughs> with uh, you know ice what? gems is what I use you... as my. Wow, you know, you know, you use methadone. You know, you use methadone to get off. I don't think with your height, I don't think with your height, you should be eating children's (laughs) snacks like that. Like, stay away from ice gems. Don't be drinking juice boxes. (laughs) Just (laughs) otherwise, they're gonna think Benjamin Button's walking through. They're gonna start throwing charity events for you. No, I did. I used the ice gems to wean myself off of sugar. See, between the moon race and you weaning yourself (laughs) off chocolate. I think you weaning yourself off chocolate is as more as interesting as the Barkley race. Okay, all right. Then. <laughs> Just you getting ratty that you've run out of ice gems. Yes. <laughs> but it sounds like I'm talking shit about because these aren't bad people. And if you're into oh, you're, God, you're going, if you, if you're doing your tough mudders and stuff like that, yeah, you'll you'll probably like this documentary. But yeah, it, like I said, it's uh, it, it's inspiring for. People who like to be inspired. What, Do you know who I, who are you rooting for in this? Uh, out of all the people who went, who are you rooting for? Oh, I didn't care. Yeah. Oh, I I loved all of them just for taking part. I, I it's not just because I'm not a winner. I am not one of life's winners. So therefore, yeah, it's you know wasn't wasn't. So first. no one should win. <laughs> well, because well, we live in a society now where everybody's a winner, right? So, and you're like, no, you're not. There can only be one winner. And as long as... I don't feel like we do. As long as one of them finished it and, you know, they did. So, you know, it was, yeah. it was good. I was rooting for... I was rooting for Big Arm Bev. She did well, didn't she? Did she do four? Yeah. Yeah, she did four loops yeah. and tapped out on the fourth. And they said to her, because they, they tried to talk you into doing the next loop. And they're like, are you sure? Go and have a sit down. We've stopped the clock. You, you, you can have a couple of hours. You can get some sleep, go get some food. And she went, 
no, I'm out. <laughs> it was very, yeah, Big Bev was uh, out. And then there was the guy, Wouter. He was in. He was broken when he uh, when he had to tap out. He was streaming yeah. tears down. Yeah. Well, he came all the way from, was it Germany he came from? And yeah, he cycled uh, there from the airport. The, the geezer was full on. What about um, one of the runners? One of the youngest runners was 21. And did you notice he had the name Nicodemus? Not the Nicodemus yeah. from minimalism, but I, I like how you see these weird little patterns that I th- I think he bought Nicodemus's old backpack on eBay when he got rid of everything, and that's just them assuming it's his name. Just so you know, Nicodemus he finished the following year. I, I like the quote that Lazarus Lake made, which is, uh, "Most people could do with more pain in their life." <laughs> You're not buying into this, right? I get, I get it. Yeah, yeah. You're, a, you're a strange, strange guy. Oh, I don't want to watch the pain, though. I, I want them to walk off and experience the pain, and then tell me what about what it's like when they get back to the fence. But um, I thought it, it was a great scene of Wouter just streaming tears while the trumpet played, brr, 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 <laughs> like a fallen soldier. He was broken. <laughs> he was proper broken. But one of the best, one of the best, best acts I had ever seen was a Dutch fella called Wouter. Oh, really? You have a gig with Wouter? No. Ah, oh, he's phenomenal. And that's exactly what this needed. He's just the absolute deadpan, proper daft, fucking phenomenal act. If you ever get a chance to check out Wouter Mayers on YouTube. But I was just hoping, because he's, he's, he goes like cycling places to and from gigs and stuff. So I was like, please. When they said Wouter, I was like, please, oh, just give him, us some again. And it wasn't. I was fucking gutted. And you see like the state their legs are in again, because like, they've got a camera at the checkpoints. They've got to run through a bramble bush. <laughs> And then you start to see the first element of competition starts to creep in. So on the, finish the five are remaining currently. They start the f- finish the fourth loop. Brett and Jared come back together. And this is when you see a little bit yeah. of, I think, why you don't see Brett on TV a whole heap, right? So uh, Brett the scientist turns on and goes, yeah, I had to wait for Jared. He, he wasn't doing well. That better not cost me. <laughs> <laughs> I've saved a human but, being's life, but God damn it, I will not be happy if I don't win the, this race. On the fourth loop, in the, so now he's been literally whacking up the crumb of Mount Everest for what, 36 hours, 46 yeah. hours, something like yeah, that yeah. at this point. Going back out, uh, 46 hours, he spends less than 10 minutes back in the camp yeah. before he's back out. This is a driven... Fucking nutcase is Brett. He wants that title more than anything. So then it it's for the first time ever, I think, it then becomes a race. This is why they yes. use the 2012 footage. Um, so now you have uh, Brett and Jared get sent off in opposite directions and the first one to complete. Yeah. And there's still, there's another fella as well, isn't there? So there's three people yeah. left in the race. So he hasn't yeah, set yeah. off. Well, he, he hasn't, hasn't even come back, back has he? Yet. Yeah, yeah. So he comes back uh, and he's setting off on the fifth loop. After those guys. So there's three, actually, and it's the first ever time it becomes a race. And bear in mind, in 25 years, only 10 people have finished it. You're like, well, they're not yeah, They're not going to get three more people finish it, are they? The, the one part of the race that I felt was cool is they make you go in a sewer underneath the prison <laughs> that the guy did the prison escape for. And it's an active prison. So, like, you're going for, like, a viaduct underneath him. Is a viaduct the right word? Yeah. And it's very Shawshank Redemption, isn't it? So he had to crawl yeah. through the sewer of shit. And once we've met Brett, then they solely focus on, can John get through this? Yeah. 
because there is no there is no empathy for Brett whatsoever. So it, it becomes whether or not John can do it. Then John tells his story of his dad dying, his relationship ending, and he just started wanting to do to do these marathons and things like that. Well, so it's going to be interesting to see if he he wanted to live for the moment because his dad worked his whole life and said, "I'm going to do all of these things when I retire." And then he died. What was it? Two years before he could retire. A year before retirement. A year yeah. before retirement, and yeah, and that's what taught him. Oh right, so we've only got now. That's all we've got. So they got to go on. The first person to finish is Brett, and he says he couldn't find the first book, so he spent two hours looking for the book. Two hours to to get the page, and he finishes, and he actually broke the course record. Yeah, by a significant by about three or four hours, right? He. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that would have been by longer if he hadn't have, have lost the book. And then Jared comes in. And he's the first two-time and, finisher as well. Yeah, he was the first two-time finisher. And then Jared comes back shortly after. But you see him coming down that hill. He's, he's just about to finish. He's broke. And all he says, no, no, I'm talking about Brett. So Brett's coming in and he's jogging. And everyone he sees on the road, all he can ask is, did Jared finish? Yes. Did Jared yeah. finish? Did Jared finish? Because well, yeah. that's what he wants to say. Yeah, have I won? Because I, I want to win. Yeah. Well, Jared came in four, uh, four hours later at fifty-six hours. I like one. What one of the quit quitters said: uh, "I gave it everything I had. It wasn't enough. I'm okay with that." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You 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 do not feel bad about giving up on this fucking thing. God no. One bit. No, no. Um, and then John finishes with twenty minutes to spare. Yeah. So you have. 60 hours to do the course. The third guy comes in with 20 minutes left remaining on the time. I got to be honest. I hoped he'd ripped out the wrong page. Just, there's just some little loophole to kick him at the end, but there wasn't. I think I'm going to try and start a new business after watching this and just seeing what people get. I'm going to try and have the Guantanamo challenge where Great people idea. just go into a, People just have to go into like a fenced off area and get waterboarded for three days and see who quits and who lasts. And I guarantee there'll be 15 hardcore nutcases who turn up every year. Sign me up. Where do I sign? I'm in. You've got your yeah. first person. Yeah. Get Put a ridiculous price on it to enter. Uh, I, I can bring three of my friends. It sounds fantastic. But but with, with what may sound like disdain, I respect these guys' determination through above and beyond. It's fucking phenomenal they can yeah. finish this race. And the guys put it on. They've got good senses of humor. Great senses they, of humor. They all, just, yeah. they, they all just enjoy it. They all, uh, and it doesn't seem like a bad bunch of guys at all. And they're all healthy and things like that. So, but as far as the documentary goes, I was a lot like most of the, most of the, co- uh, the participants. I, <laughs> you wanted to tap out before the first tap, loop is even Yeah, done. I tapped out as the first loop was done. I went, right. Not this is let's let's start speeding this shit up now. All right. Oh, I love this documentary. I loved it. So I so I I give this one uh, a respectable two point five. Oh oh, I'm surprised. I was expecting a one. I the the no. I I I get it's a it's an insane concept, but the documentary itself is. Yeah, okay. It's like, I mean, I grade on a curve, and at least this has some element of challenge, not like the minimalist one, Matt. Right, so. okay. 
Well, this is a perfect Friday afternoon uh, discussing one for me. So this this gets a five. How can it not get a five? It gets a five. Well, it was inspiring. I want to do it. It made me run. Uh, sadly, I'm glad our leaderboard has mine and your scores. Oh, if it was just mine, can steered. you imagine? <laughs> it would be nine fives or one one for the true crime one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I loved it. Anyway, sorry, you were saying about what you liked about it. I talked over you, though, to be mean. No, I loved it. It was inspiring. It's the reason I've got a running injury now. You know, that and I want to be an ultra runner. That's the... Because it's... What's an ultra runner? It's, you know, where you go and do five or six marathons on... It's like what um, Eddie Izzard did. Or it's when you just run... There's a race in Australia where it used to take them a couple of days... Uh, I think it's like 100, 150 miles. And then one day, this old 55-year-old fella entered it, didn't even have a pair of trainers on, and basically he ran it all in one go and beat all of these professional athletes at it because he just he ran the whole thing. And now, because he's done that, the professional athletes are like, oh, you can do that. Oh, we'll just do that then. So I, I like people who break stuff for the first time. The outliers, and that's what these people mm. are for me. They're outliers. They're they they just they don't like normal. Like who wants to run a marathon? That's dull. Well, it's not. I ran a half marathon this year. It's really fucking hard. I mean, it's really yeah, it's hard. hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's difficult. So yeah, no, I, I love this documentary, man. This is I found it inspiring. It, it weirdly enough, though, it made me want to smoke again. Because yeah. well, because he's always smoking, isn't he, Lazarus? You're like, oh, get a fag, Laz. Come on, mate. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to I watch tell you it, what, the week, you can buy it. The week that I, the the first week, probably the month of me quitting smoking, I am choosing the fucking documentaries. You do not want me to be sitting down, nicotine withdrawn to Lance Armstrong, the years before the scandal documentary. <laughs> I'm not working with you that week. That's not going to happen. When you quit smoking, I'm out. It's uh, I'll come back to you in, a, in about two weeks' time. See how you get it on. Yeah. It, it's ugly. It's ugly. You don't need to see that. You don't need to see me scraping through sock drawers to see if there's any fucking tobacco lying around. Took me 20 years to quit fags. 20? 20 years. Oh, yeah, good. I was constantly quitting it during those 20 years. And in the end, I needed to be hypnotized. That's when I found out how susceptible I am. Yeah. I'm a hypnotist's dream. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say hypnotism works and then I've realized that you've joined Flat Earth yeah, groups absolutely. and things since they're doing these documentaries. <laughs> not the Flat Earth. <laughs> Okay, have you got Have you seen it, Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> have you been to the International Space Station if it really exists? Okay, Rick, have you anything else to say about this documentary? Uh no, like I said, this is this is a very um hobby specific oh, documentary. God, yeah. Yeah, this is if if you find yourself part of a group of people that you didn't know before and just want to walk in a direction every weekend, you just might have something to talk about on one of those walks if you watch it. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you. We're sitting in our studio here. I've never seen you look so bored over a documentary. At least with minimalism, you could rip into them because they were a bit well, wankery. Exactly. Whereas these blokes, yeah. you're like... Ah, they seem all right. I guess I've got nothing. You know, it's it's a tough one because, like, like I I literally finished watching this ten minutes before we start recording, and I still have nothing to say about <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I like their choice of fonts on on the front yeah. cover of the DVD. Very good, great, great I font mean, choice. 
most episodes of of discussing documentaries is my myself or Matt saying this person looks like something from The Simpsons. There wasn't even there wasn't even that no. Which is a trope we have to cut down on massively. If you watch these back to back, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Simpsons and the Family Guy. That's our frame of reference. Yeah. Okay. So thank you very much for joining us. We have a lot more episodes coming up. Some of them are going to be quite mean because Rick will pick them just to get back for. I'm not. No. Just to no. Get, no. Don't. Just, I want, just to get I, his own back. Because I've got a sneaking marathon. suspicion that people will see a documentary they have actually fucking seen. Then we've got a chance they might listen to the episode. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> we've got your dad as a listener. That's the only reason we're we're putting all this time in. This is not. I do not want that guy to his fucking ego. That is not the case in the slightest. All right. These are these are like the parents from Chicken People. My parents are just a little bit too supportive, so I've stayed in a career that's a passion a little bit too long to turn back now. Bless so him. they will help in any way they can. They are fucking fantastic parents. But uh, yeah, was... I hear it, heard it here first. Rick is a human being. They're not here for the content. All right. They're not here for the content. <laughs> so join us again. We are here every single week watching discussing and dissecting documentaries rick say goodbye my friend soon we will be starting a a special feed for um longer formed documentaries so we'll be doing some of the big hitters out on netflix and things like that a lot of a lot of the super popular ones looking forward to deep delving into some of these is that the making Uh, a murderer the last dance that sort of thing yeah, that type yeah. of thing. Um, so where there's yeah. multiple episodes of a documentary. Yeah, yeah. cool. So, so we're going we're going to be starting up a, a separate feed for those at some point. And I believe Matt has some thing he's invented about getting coffee. I I don't understand how this works. Yeah, if you want to support us, if you want to give us some money, because this stuff costs money to do. And me and Rick haven't worked in quite a few months now. So yes, we will happily. You can buy us a coffee. Go to our Podbean site go to discussingdocumentaries.com and you can buy us a coffee that would be lovely although i found out paypal take 14 and a half percent that really pissed me off so i don't so i don't even get a grand (laughs) (laughs) you get a mcdonald's 99p cup if you're lucky mate with what we've got so join us again thank you very much for coming as always uh, subscribe share spread the word thank you very much Goodbye. Say goodbye, Rick. All right. All the best, guys.
Brilliant.